recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy, and I'm hanging out in studio solo this evening. Uh, we've got a jam-packed full of like episode full of gaming news, reviews, community, and culture, as per usual. At the top of the show, there you were listening to a hardcore song. There, that one was by Jeff Van Dyke, a Brisbane local. Uh, Music Man uh, from a game called Paint the Town Red. Uh, that song was titled Fist Chew. Uh, we're going to be listening to so much more awesome music this evening as well. Also, we only play exclusively gaming music on Zed Games because we're all about that. Uh, and we're all about, you know, enlightening you with, you know, gaming things that are cool or interesting, uh, which we'll get to. And I'd like to start the evening by first going into the week in gaming news. So I'm going to. Hit the button. Netflix buys Night School Studio. Earlier this year, Netflix announced they were expanding into the world of video game entertainment, and they've now made one of their first big steps. They announced on Tuesday that they'd acquired indie developer Night School Studio, best known for their first game, Oxenfree. Night School Studio is currently working on a sequel for Oxenfree, development of which will continue under Netflix's name. This is the first studio to join with Netflix, but definitely not the last. A representative of Netflix said, We'll continue working with developers around the world and hiring the best talent in the industry to deliver a great collection of exclusive games designed for every kind of gamer and any level of play. Hasbro also expands into the video game arena. Hasbro is a huge media corporation controlling IP across toys, board games and TV shows. They've recently begun the move to produce video games based on some of their brands, beginning with opening a AAA game division and studio. Hasbro's Wizards of the Coast, currently responsible for games like Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering, will take the helm of the new Rayleigh Durnham studio. It is based in North Carolina and the division will be focused on both console and PC games that are based on Hasbro properties. Hasbro has already announced some of the franchises that will be getting a AAA game, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Micronauts and even Ouija but the possibilities beyond that are almost endless. China's restrictions on gaming tighten further. In recent weeks, we've seen strict regulations introduced in China limiting the time that people can spend playing video games and what sort of content is allowed in Chinese video games. On Monday the 27th, China released its 10-year national guidelines for children's development, detailing more rules and steps to better classify games, review content, limit game time, and protect children's personal information and privacy. They also called on operators who provide online services like social media, live streaming, audio and video streaming to limit the time and money that minors spend online. Despite potential negative impacts on the industry, most of China's gaming companies have come on board with these changes, more than 200 recently making a pledge to remain compliant with the new regulations to self-regulate within the industry and to ban content depicting sissy men, gay love and money worship as well as those deemed politically harmful or historically nihilistic. While most are compliant, some companies have been looking for loopholes to exploit, and to combat this, China has launched a new website for citizens to report rule-breaking. Many consumers have expressed discontent with the new rules on social media. 
Some pointed out that the age of sexual consent at 14 was now four years younger than the age at which people can game without limit. Unfortunately for them, it seems restrictions will only tighten in the foreseeable future. Upcoming gaming releases. FIFA 22 on October 1st for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch and Stadia. Exophobia on October 5th for the PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox and Switch. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania on the 5th of October for PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox and Switch. Alan Wake Remastered on October 5th for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X. PS4, PS5, and PC, and Far Cry 6 on October 7th for the PC, PS5, XSX, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you so much there, Maylee, for the week in gaming news. Boy, there's been a lot happening. Uh, Netflix is uh, teaming up with Night School Studio. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, Oxen Free, obviously a very big uh, game and like very highly praised. It'll be interesting to see what you know the collaborative efforts create, I suppose. And Hasbro as well, making their way into that video games arena. I'm uh, quite excited for a Transformers game. I don't know, the child in me love Transformers is very excited for the potential there. And China's restrictions on gaming, well. Um, I guess that was to be expected. Uh, we did sort of uh, see some things happen earlier in the year, and uh, it's not a huge surprise. Uh, what is a huge surprise to me, and also to other members of the Z Games crew, maybe even to you, is um, Super Mario Brothers the movie has decided to cast Chris Pratt as the voice of Mario. Um, I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> an interesting decision. Um, I mean, it's also, there are other characters uh, that have interesting casting as well. Uh, you've got Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. Um, I don't know. I think maybe <laughs> casting Chris Pratt as Mario may not be the the uh, most intelligent decision uh, culturally or, you know, ethically there. Uh, if you've got any opinions on that, I'd like to hear it. Uh, you can text in on 0420626733 uh, let me know what you think about Chris Pratt being cast as Mario. And also, you could also message Zed Games in on, at ZEDGamesAU, which is our Facebook page, at ZEDGamesAU. You can do that there too. Uh, yeah, also, um, something else exciting was that there's actually been a little bit of... I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. You know, Spider-Man Insomniac Marvel games. They're so good. Um, and we've get, been getting a little bit of a teaser. There's a Spider-Man 2 that will be coming in 2023. Well, expected to. And uh, they've given a little bit of uh, a teaser. So they've sort of suggested that maybe, you know, the first Spider-Man was like the original Star Wars movie. But this next one that's coming will be... The sequel will be more like Empire Strikes Back. Which is interesting. Uh, you know, we could see something quite dark coming out of the next uh, the next Spider-Man game. Um, maybe you've got Venom. Maybe someone who shall not be named as Peter's dad maybe appears. Um, you can look that up in your own time. But I am quite excited to see what's going to happen with Spider-Man 2 in 2023. Hopefully we get some teasers. Maybe we get something else. I know that Insomniac uh, tend to pump out games pretty fast. Uh, when they got Miles Morales out, they, they did that at, a, at quite... Quite a speed. Anyway, that's the week in gaming news. What's happening? 
lots of things to talk about. Um, but there's also some things also to appreciate, such as you're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy. I'm hanging out in studio solo tonight, trying to uh, keep the vibes up with, you know, all the gaming energy that I have. Um, there's a lot that's been going on uh, out there at the moment, including that, you know, uh, Chris Pratt is apparently going to voice Mario in the in the Mario Brothers movie. Um, don't forget to message us uh, your opinion of that, what you think, at uh, Zed Games, at Zed Games AU on our Facebook page. Send us a message. I'd like to hear what you've got to say. Um, but now... We are about to go into a review. Uh, this one is from Toby, and this review is called Garden Story. Um, so I'm going to let him do the talking. People who know my gaming habits know I'm a 12-hour marathon focused player of builders and MMORPGs. So once my bub came along, it's been a struggle to find something that I can enjoy in small doses, that I don't have to relearn a moveset every time I pick it up. In my search for such a game, I stumbled across Garden Story in an Indie World showcase for the Switch, and with the catchphrase, rise to grapeness, and just a 30 second spot that knocked my stalk off, it still took me a week to take a leaf of faith and purchase it. In Garden Story, you play as Concord the Grape, a gardener greenling who tends the kindergarten vine, the source of all the greenlings who inhabit the grove. However, the vine has not produced new greenlings in so long and the rot runs rampant in the dark corners of the grove. Guardian Plum and Elderberry have decided it's time for you to leave your cosy shed and help around the spring hamlet. Arming you with a pick and a jar to keep healing dew in, the hamlet leaves you daily tasks to complete, building up defences, clearing rot and gathering resources, leading you on a path to become a guardian of the grove. Garden Story is an extremely wholesome, pixelated 2D adventure RPG with a twist. The base of the story being, get stronger, fight area boss, and progress to the next area. With four hamlets, spring, summer, autumn and winter, the game is fairly linear in its progression, with mechanically interesting bosses at the end of each stage. Each area and boss will generally require you to use the tool or skill you earned in that seasoned hamlet to progress through with either collecting specific items or to assist you in completing puzzles. While Garden Story is easily recommendable for beginners to gaming with the option to toggle parish prevention and slower time, it also allows for player exploration. This game does give some tutorials, but it also encourages you to try out everything. Like, I didn't think I would utilize a dowsing rod to clear dungeons, but somehow it worked out. This was accomplished through one of Garden Story's twists. While it does have accumulated stats for health, resistances, and many more, it throws in a buff system of memories. At the end of each day, you can see some of the in-game achievements in your book of memories. And these are found through all sorts of things, from carrying items, rolling around, using items, finding statues, and having a yarn with some of the other characters you meet along the way. Each of these memories can give you bonuses and are a nice way to look back on where you have come from and what you have achieved, while also making you stronger and able to kick the rot's butt. Lastly, the game has some time mechanics, with rot becoming stronger at night. 
This adds to a sense of urgency to complete your daily tasks and the need to allocate time to harvest nodes for items to upgrade your goodies. And through all this, you are serenaded by the works of Graham Nesbitt, as you can hear in the background of this review. The music is happy and upbeat during the day, soothing and calming in the evening. And when it rains, the music fades into the background, letting you soak in the ambience of the game. The boss rooms also have their own upbeat battle themes to pump adrenaline into your system. This dramatic change sometimes affecting me to the point where I found myself shaking the switch in some boss fights. The tools at your disposal have satisfying sounds, with only some charge moves giving haptic feedback, like the hammer. Personally, I found the repeated use of the dowsing tool to be quite grating after a while, but this only made moving to another tool a priority, as there were so many to choose from. After only 10 hours played, I have finished the main plot of Garden Story, and brought balance to the grove once more. But the game doesn't end there. From this point on, I can search for hidden achievements, experiment with memory combos, discover what all the seeds do in each hamlet, collect the items required for upgrading my tools, finish the hamlet library lists, customise and repair areas in the hamlets, and so much more. I've only just started playing with my flute, and I'm interested in the discovery of what it and everything else can do. Overall, I encourage you to grow into the best greenling you can be, overcome your obstacles, and learn the secrets to bringing balance back to the grove. Garden Story was developed by Picogram, published by Rose City Games, and the music is by Graham Nesbitt. I bought Garden Story for $30 on the Nintendo Switch, but it is also available for PC and Mac OS through Steam for $28.95. Thank you so much, Toby, for that review there of Garden Story. My name is Easy. Uh, you're listening to Zed Games. Uh, we're about to head into a review uh, by yours truly. I'm reviewing a game that I played a little while back, but I still really uh, think about because it's, it was quite wholesome, and it's something that I actually go back to every now and then when I'm thinking of, you know, something that I can play to fill time. Um, this one is actually called Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions. Um, and it's pretty much uh, a very wholesome little experience. Okay. Get some atmosphere going. That's right. So, Glass Masquerade's Two Illusions was developed by Onyx Loot and Stage Clear Studios. It's also published by Onyx Loot and Digerati. The music is by Nikita Sevlinev, and its platforms are PC, Windows and Mac, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. I reviewed uh, Glass Masquerade's Two Illusions on the Switch. It was released back in 2019 in February, and its genres are puzzle game, indie game, casual game. So Glass Masquerade Two Illusions is the sequel to Glass Masquerade that was a highly pla- that was highly praised and was released back even further in 2016. Glass Masquerade the series is a lead lighting 
jigsaw puzzle style game where you complete stained glass windows with a dark and magical aesthetic. From a narrative perspective, there isn't much happening aside from as you complete each puzzle, you'll unlock little blurbs describing the scene that sometimes come in the forms of riddles, short poems, or quotes. Uh, they can seem a little cryptic at times, however, provide some insight into the window you've put together. There's something quite special about Glass Masquerade Illusions in that it gives off this sort of Harry Potter vibe in its appearance. Gameplay is very straightforward. You have a circular empty frame in the middle and displayed is two rotating rings around the edge. You have you have the puzzle pieces that you can sort of scroll through as well. All the pieces are blacked out until you have one selected, meaning you have to actually engage with each piece before you can place it in the frame. At the beginning of each puzzle, you are able to get a head start with eight glass shard-like pieces already highlighted in the correct places. This is a feature that can be turned on or off depending on whether you want that kind of assistance. As you complete each puzzle, a new path is unlocked on a branching progression tree that displays all the puzzles you have unlocked and yet to discover. Each puzzle varies between 40 and 80 pieces, taking anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes to complete. There are over 30 puzzles in total, which gives plenty of content to chew through. I found that playing Glass Masquerade Illusions whilst on the train or sitting on the couch while watching TV to be the most relaxing. It honestly is a game that gives me the same feelings I get when I'm playing Sudoku or maybe a more artistic and easier flowing on the mind one. I don't know. Unless you really like numbers, then I guess stick to Sudoku. The main feature you notice after completing a couple of puzzles is the giant puzzle in the center of the progression tree that is 88 pieces in size. It will be, inevitably, the last window that you put together. For each stained glass masterpiece you complete, you are given shards that will add to the final artwork in the middle. My only point for contention for this game is that some of the visual design and UI is very busy. There is so much detail in all the dials, buttons and works of art that it can be very crowded, thus diminishing the, vi the visual impact of the stained glass puzzles themselves. Not to take away from the designer's concept or anything, just that maybe less is more when it comes to visual stuff. I also found, as the size of the shards got smaller, because the larger puzzles were contending with screen space, playing on a handheld device hurt my eyes. So maybe playing it in docked mode would be a little less strain, or even when you can get your hands on the Nintendo Switch OLED, maybe that extra 0.8 inches on screen size will help you out. You could also just play on a different platform. The music that sits neatly in the background while you drag shards of glass around is reminiscent of the Harry Potter universe, which sort of ties in nicely with the overall aesthetics. I really feel like, in, like I'm in some spooky castle or getting my fortune told in some dodgy caravan. There is also a very satisfying clink sound effect for when you place a shard of glass correctly that can be especially rewarding as you get more challenging puzzles to complete. Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions uses a simple concept and executes it well, with wonderful designs, mysterious ambient music, and witty yet sometimes confusing riddles. Overall, I recommend getting a nice warm cup of tea, curling up on the couch, and relaxing with some lead lighting puzzles. You will not regret it. If you are wondering where you can get your hands on 
Glass Masquerades 2 Illusions. You are able to get it on PC, Windows and Mac, PlayStation 4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Uh, lots of little wholesome games that you can play, especially if we end up going back into lockdown. Fingers crossed that we don't here in Brisbane and that things go all right. Uh, however, that's uh, a good game to um, to occupy your time. This has been Zed Games, uh, where we talk about gaming news, reviews, community and culture. If there's anything from tonight that you uh, may have missed out or would like to hear from again, you can head over to our Zed Games Facebook page at ZEDGamesAU. Uh, that's where we post all our news, where we post lots of other things too, like photos of what we look like in the studio sometimes. Um, and we also post lots of gaming memes. Um, you can also message us, you know, gaming suggestions or things that you're playing or just say hi uh, at ZEDGamesAU. Check it all out there. Um, on that note, I'm going to leave. Uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed our time together this evening. Uh, thank you very much. Um, see you later. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See, see you next time. time.